Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Bold Knowledge Podcast. As always, I am your host, Asman, and today is our end of season awards episode. As you can see, I've got a tie on, taking this seriously. Um, it is our first season as a podcast, and what a season it's been. Incredible season, as a recap last time. AC Milan won the Scudetto again. Manchester City won the Premier League. Liverpool won a full 63-game season and ended up with the FA Cup and Carabao Cup. Incredible scenes. Well, today we'll be going through our awards. This was voted for by all of you, the viewers. I messaged a lot of people and I got a lot of responses, thankfully. Hopefully next time it'll be like a big formal thing and I'll come up with a, like a spreadsheet and everyone can enter their opinions. It'll be great just have to grow um well today we'll be going through our breakthrough our breakout star of the year our uh, uh manager and players of the year so one from each position a goalkeeper defender midfielder forward then we'll go through our moment of the season which could be anything uh our underappreciated player of the season our game of the season our goal of the season and finally our young player and players of the season Let's get straight into it, and we will start off with our breakout player of the year. Now, this could be any player who's come on, who burst onto the scene this year with an incredible season. People didn't realize they were going to have a great, a great season. So, the nominees that we have: Darwin Nunes, uh, Mark Gray of Crystal Palace, Rafael Leal of AC Milan, Jared Bowen, Kamavinga, and Kulusevski. It came down to two players, being Darwin Nunes, who in 28 matches for Benfica scored 26 goals and 4 assists just in the Portuguese League and in the Champions League, 6 goals in 10 games, including a fucking great game against Liverpool in the second leg at Anfield. And Rafael Leal of AC Milan, who in 34 matches in the Serie A scored 11 goals and 8 assists. And your winner for breakout star of the year is... Mr. Darwin Nunes. I, I wasn't being I'm not being biased. I promise you I'm not being biased. But he's an incredible player. He's fast. He can shoot like a bastard. He's a great striker. And now he's just earned himself a brilliant move to Liverpool. A move that could go up to 100 million euros. It's fucking great. I wish him the very, very, very best. And I'm sure all of you do too if you care for him. But if not, fair enough. But he's a brilliant young player. Brilliant young player. We'll move on from breakout player of the year to our manager and players of the year. We'll start off with the manager. Uh, we got a wide range of names. Uh, Carlo Ancelotti, Thomas Frank, David Nicola of Salernitana. Salen- Salernitana. I should have practiced how to say it after last week's episode, but I didn't. But we'll get there. Ralph Reniak, Stefano Pioli of AC Milan, and Jurgen Klopp of Liverpool. Jurgen Klopp did go a full 63-game season with Liverpool and two trophies. Pushed Man City to the final day of the season in the Premier League and lowly lost out by a goal in the Champions League final. Uh, Stefano Pioli, 28 game, uh, out of the whole season in Serie A, 28 wins, 8 draws, 4 losses, and a Serie A title. But our winner... I'm sure it's not going to come to surprise to any of you. Mr. Don Carlo himself, Ancelotti. 
Now he's a four-time UCL winner after beating Liverpool in the final. Three great comeback wins against PSG, Chelsea and Manchester City. They were constantly overlooked in the Champions League this year by a load of people, including ourselves. We, we, we hold ourselves to that as well. We didn't think they were going to do it. After they lost to Sheriff, we were like, okay, maybe it's not going to end up in Real Madrid's hands this year. But it is what it is. Brilliant. And he also won a Liga. Again, 28 wins, 8 draws, 4 losses. Brilliant season for Real Madrid. Our goalkeeper of the year. Now, this could go to any number of players. But we got we got three main players here. Alisson of Liverpool. Thibaut Courtois of Real Madrid, who did have a brilliant Champions League final. And Mike Manan from AC Milan. And the winner is... Alison Becker of Liverpool. You can't have expected me to go any other way. I believe this man should have been nominated for at least the Premier League player of the season. He is brilliant. He's fucking brilliant. Any and one of you can see it. I think I saw rival fans this morning talking about how great he's been for Liverpool. And there were some stats like he saved Liverpool from conceding at least 17 goals since January. Imagine if he conceded those 17 goals. We wouldn't be in the position we're talking about now. What what fucking player? One of the best goalkeepers I've seen play for Liverpool. Actually, the best goalkeeper I've seen play for Liverpool in my lifetime. I fucking love him. And he's only going to get better. He's only going to get better. And even then, we've got Kelleher behind him, who had a great Carabao Cup campaign. The future of goalkeeping is very bright for Liverpool. And I'm very happy about that. Alisson Becker, what a fucking player. What a player. He's also the most beautiful man in world football, and I will hold that against anyone. Um, defender of the season uh, we got nominees for Virgil van Dijk of Liverpool Mark Gray of Crystal Palace as we mentioned before Theo Hernandez of AC Milan what a player he is uh, Tony Rudiger from Chelsea he had a fucking great season as well but the eventual winner Virgil van Dijk of Liverpool coming off an ACL injury last season and no one was really sure where they were going to see he had a slow start to the season I think a lot of people thought he wasn't at his best, but he proved himself over and over again this season. What a player he is. What a defender he is. One of the best defenders in world football. One of the best defenders ever, I think. And a lot of people have been saying that. Not just me, thankfully. Uh, but all the other picks, brilliant in themselves. Mark Gray is one to look out for, I think. I think he's been linked with a lot of moves away from Sellers Park, but he will definitely be there next season. And he's fucking great. I can see him being a future captain of Crystal Palace. If he does stay there for a, quite a time in his career, he could be a great captain for Crystal Palace. Uh, midfielders of the year. Now, we got, we got two votes here. We got two nominees. It was between Modric of Real Madrid and Kevin De Bruyne. Um, I made the executive decision, and the winner is Kevin De Bruyne. As much as Modric is surprising everyone as a 36-year-old, I think De Bruyne at the moment is a level above every other midfielder in world football. The way he can dominate a game, the way he moves between different players, the way he shoots, the way he can assist players out of nothing is nothing short of incredible. I know he does play for a Manchester City team that spends hundreds and hundreds of million, but I think Kevin De Bruyne is easily the best footballer in world fo- uh, the best midfielder in world football at the moment. I do. While I do think Salah does deserve the PFA Player of the Year, I think it wasn't very close. And De Bruyne, especially after missing a lot of games at the start of the season, did incredible to come back to that conversation. Especially that game against Wolves is going to be a standout performance of the season. What a game that was. 
And finally, our forward of the season. I don't think anyone was, I didn't think this was in doubt. Although we got another nominee for Son, the winner for forward of the season. Karim Benzema of Real Madrid. What a player he's been this season. For months and months and months, up until Christmas, we heard, okay, it's between Salah and Benzema for best player of the year. And then after Christmas, it was the big showing that Salah's form sort of dropped. I don't know if it was a psychological thing, but Benzema just kept going. Benzema showed his form over and over again. While he didn't score in the Champions League final, he definitely was Madrid's best player, arguably, in the Champions League campaign. He got 15 goals and 2 assists in 12 matches, which is nothing sort of impressive. And in the Liga, 27 goals, 12 assists in 32 games. Brilliant. We'll move on. We'll get rid of all of these. Say goodbye, everyone. We'll move on to moment of the season. Now for this, we got a lot, a lot of nominations. Firstly, we start off with Real Madrid's incredible comeback against Manchester City in the Champions League second leg. Leeds staying up, what a fucking game it was against Brentford in the final game of the season where they stayed up with a 95th minute goal. Uh, Salernitana staying up, again incredible. Everton's comeback win against Crystal Palace, which I hate to admit was fucking incredible. As much as I hate Everton, it was a great, it was a fucking great thing, and then they secured Premier League football again for next season. Uh, also, Bergwijn's double against Leicester, both in injury time to equalise and to score the winner in ninety fifth and ninety seventh minute for Tottenham. I think he revitalised his Tottenham career just with that one game because he did go on to score some more. It was great for him, and then finally Crystal Palace FA Cup run, which no one expected, and. Nottingham Forest FA Cup run. Sadly, they both came to an end by the eventual finalists, Forest by Liverpool, Palace by Chelsea in the semi-final. But can't take anything away from those two teams. They did great. I think Palace could have put in more of a shift against Chelsea if Gallagher was still there. But that's besides the point. Now, Forest, we can see them in the Premier League next season. That's very exciting. Very, very exciting. They've got a great young team. Hopefully, Jed's... I, I don't expect them to get the Jed spent still over the line, but they're getting Dean Henderson. I'm, I'm, I like to think Forrest would do well next season. Anyways, the winner for moment of the season, Rodri and Real Madrid's comeback against Manchester City. I don't think it would have been anything else. It couldn't have been the Chelsea one. It wouldn't have been the PSG one. I think this one was far away the best comeback that Real Madrid had this season because it was so surprising as well. They went down 1-0 at the Bernabeu and the score, I think, was... Um, I can't remember what the score was. It might have been 5-3. Yeah, 5-3 on aggregate. And then they came back, scored two in the last in the dying minutes of the game in like a minute and a half away from each other. And then Benzema with a penalty in extra time to seal the deal. What a game for Real Madrid and genuinely cemented them not cemented them but it really showed that they weren't there to fuck around and they will always rule the Champions League which is what you said regardless of how well Real Madrid do in the league they will always show up in the Champions League regardless of who's there you can't ever count them out this is their competition 14 titles now it's incredible uh, now we got to underappreciate pair of the season now this could have been an any number of players but we got two main um, nominees. One of them being Giroud, which fair enough. I think he's been overlooked in AC Milan's success in the Serie A. 
a lot of the things going to Raphael, which is fair enough. Also, Ibrahimovic to talk about, it's like, oh, okay, he's back around uh, AC Milan and they won a Scudetto, this and that. But Giroud, solid season. He's a solid player. He's always been a solid player. But the winner, and I don't think he comes to any shock to anyone, is Hyunmin Song. He has been incredibly disrespected. He wasn't in the Premier League team of the season. He wasn't nominated for Premier League player of the season, even though he tied Salah incredibly for the golden boot, even though he was like 10 behind at Christmas. I think he was incredibly disrespected closing out the season, and he deserved to be in that conversation for player of the season. I think it's incredible that he wasn't, especially the he was... Obviously, Kulisevsky was a great signing for Spurs, but he was a whole different player after Christmas when Conte came in and they made the signings. I think Son next season could easily win the Golden Boot again if Kane doesn't. I think, obviously, we look at Salah, Kane, but Son is always going to be a dark horse in that race. I think... I really wish that Liverpool signed him back ages ago, but here's what it is. He's great at Tottenham. I don't think Liverpool will sign him, but I want them to. But what a player he is. He's fucking great. And you can't hate the guy. You can't hate the guy. Look at him. You can't hate him. He's just so happy. We move on. Game of the season. Now, game of the season, we had a lot of nominees for as well. We had um, Liverpool versus Man City 2-2. This could have been at the Etihad or um, Anfield. We could have also had Liverpool versus Man City 3-2 in the FA Cup because no one expected Liverpool to go up 3-0 by halftime. Um... Real Madrid vs. Man City in the second leg. Real Madrid vs. PSG. Real Madrid vs. Chelsea. I've got Atletico Madrid vs. Manchester City in the second leg because they just went to kick the shit out of each other. I've also got um, Leeds 2, Manchester United 4. Only because when Man United went 2-0, a lot of people were like, okay, it's game over. And then Leeds came back with two very quick goals from Rafinha and I can't remember who else scored the other one. But it was um, the cross that beat the hair on, on the back post. And in Manchester United when it scored two more. Um... I don't think the winner will um, shock anyone. It is Real Madrid versus Manchester City. What a fucking game it was. What a game it was. I did talk about it before. I don't think anyone thought that Real Madrid were going to come back in the fashion that they did. I remember talking to Azalem about it in the group chat. And I was saying, oh shit, Rodrigo scored. He was like, okay, no, it's too late. Nothing's going to happen. And he scored again. And everyone group chat went crazy. Everyone in my family went crazy as well because no one expected it. I think everyone around the world went crazy as well. It's a great game. I can't wait to see what Real Madrid do next season because they've really they've got um, too many now. I know Liverpool are trying to get him as well, but they've got him. Uh, I don't know who else they're with. Link with Jesus, but it looks like he's going to Arsenal. But they definitely strengthen up that midfield. I know. Um, I just going to come as a weird weird thing saying I know Liverpool lost but in that final Modric and Cruz did kind of struggle and they were taken off and then they eventually won the game but they've strengthened I can't wait to see them in the Champions League next season Uh, moving on goal of the season this could have been anything Uh, Thiago versus Porto one of the five fears because the ball did not bounce and I would die of this hell. I've watched it from so many angles. The ball does not bounce on the floor. Otherwise, it would take an entirely different trajectory. It floats and it skims the grass. It doesn't bounce at all. What a shot it was. And I don't know how it didn't win UCL goal of the season. I know Benzema's header against Chelsea was great. But that shot was incredible. Um, what else is there? Payet versus Pauk in the Conference League. 
What a fucking strike that was. The corner goes out to him. He's like 25, 30 yards out. Straight. Bang. Right foot. Top corner of the net. You can't deny how good Payet is with his fucking foot. We've seen it at OS Town. We've seen it at Marseille. He's so good when he's striking the ball. You can't hit any better. Salah versus Manchester City. Doing those sort of skills against an amazing City defensive line. Dancing his way through the players and scoring what should have been the winner was incredible. I think that one Premier League goal of the season, I might not know. Um, Kovacic score versus Liverpool, the equaliser at Stamford Bridge, the one that beat Kelleher. What a strike that was. Just ball comes out to him from, I think it was a free kick. Kelleher parried it out or a corner. And then Kovacic straight volley bang top corner. You can't use it as a, it would have been every goalkeeper in world football, I think. Uh, Mbappe's goal against Real Madrid in the first leg we just danced through all the Real Madrid players and it's slotted a pass court off what a goal that was it tr- truly shows Mbappe's quality I think he's so good with the ball at his feet it's a shame that PSG didn't go further although I didn't really want them to but Mbappe what a player what a fucking player he is and now he's at PSG and he's I think apparently he's given the reins of the team now and he's gonna change everything um, and then I've got Vinicius Junior's goal against Liverpool, which I don't think it's going to win. It won't win. Although it did, it was a Champions League winning goal. I don't think, compared to the others, I don't think it's worth it. But the eventual winner will, or is, Dimitri Payet's goal. Look at where he is. Look at the strike on the fucking foot. You don't hit a ball sweeter than that. You can't hit a ball sweeter than that. If you haven't seen the goal, I really hope you go and watch it. I'll put it in the description below. It is a fucking great goal. It's so worth the watch. It's sad that Marseille didn't go into win it. But an eventual winner's Roma kind of deserved it. It's Jose Mourinho. You can't count out Jose Mourinho in any European competition. He knows what he's doing. Uh, and then finally, this is relatively quick. But finally, are you player and young player of the year. Now for young player of the year... We've got Rafael Leal, which we talked about before. Trent Alexander-Arnold. He's proven again that he's one of the best right backs in the world. Obviously, he did he did um, fall asleep on the back post in a Champions League final, but it was a mistake. It was a mistake, and I'm sure he'll fix that mistake going into next season. He'll prove once and for all that he can defend. I don't know why people think he can't defend. He can defend. He can defend really fucking well as well. But, yeah, people have agendas. We'll move on. Uh, Vinicius Jr., the eventual scorer of the winning goal of the Champions League final, and Bukayo Saka of Arsenal. And the winner is Vinicius Jr. It had to be. In the Champions League, four goals in 13 matches, all goals coming in knockout group, knockout matches, one against Liverpool, uh, two against City, or one against City in the um, at the Etihad. A great goal where he um, skipped the ball past Fernandinho as well at the halfway end and just ran for it. Uh, and then 35 matches in the league, 17 goals and 10 assists. You can't deny his quality. He's a great, great player. And finally, I don't think it's going to come to shock to anyone. The player of the year, Karim Benzema. It's a Real Madrid double. You can't deny them. I hate to admit, but you cannot deny a Real Madrid. They are such a good team. They are such a good team. Okay. That's... Well, that's our end of season awards. It was relatively quick. I think it's what everyone loves to say. You love it when you just go past it. But let's say a few words. It is the end of the season. Um, 
going forward, hopefully, obviously we did take a bit of a break at the end of the season only because of university and stuff. We all had a lot of work to do. Uh, next week, hopefully, MK and Azza might come on. We'll talk about um, football and basketball in this week in sport with a lot of basketball news we'll talk about next week. Um, thank you for watching us this season. Thank you very much for watching this season. Sometimes we sit down and we're like, okay, we need to figure out how to expand the podcast. But we know we've got a low fan base in Eula and we thank you very, very much for watching. We love all the shares. We love the comments. We love the likes. We love it when you talk to us about the podcast and what you think. It it makes us happy. And we can't wait to go into next season. We'll be back next week with a podcast. And then we'll be off for about four weeks while I'm not in the country. Hopefully MK and Asim can jump on and talk about whatever's happening in the transfer window. But if not, when we come, when I come back into the country, we'll be back with our predictions episode for the new season. Because the Community Shield is the 30th of July. And we'll talk about the fixture that dropped on Thursday. And talk about what fixtures we're looking forward to. And yeah, we look forward to seeing you next season. Thank you very much. And peace out.